So I'm going to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> going animated. From the last from the last two, actually. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Animation Family. Mm. I'm going to pick Spirited Away. Mm, he's done it. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you killed Trey. Trey, he's I mean, look, away. if you had picked two, I would feel the same way. This movie is amazing. It is amazing. I Every minute, every frame. Welcome back to the Cinevibes movie draft. Hopefully you enjoyed our last picks and made your votes, but this week we are back with another draft. This time we're going and attacking the year 2002. With all we've got, we've we've got a bunch of punches. We got Graham here with us, as well as Gavin, as always. Thank you so much for joining. Hey, hello. What's up? Howdy. And... We are raring to go with our picks. But before we dive into the 2002 movie draft, here's what's in the news. The Oscar nominations were released this past week, and as expected, there were some noteworthy selections, and also some snubs, which we plan to dive into in a future episode, so stay tuned. Also, the highly anticipated... Zack Snyder's Justice League is here, ladies and gentlemen. In all four hours and two minutes of its glory, it can be watched right now on HBO Max. So jump over there and check that out this week. And lastly, three new Game of Thrones spinoffs just announced in the works at HBO. Their titles are Nine Voyages, Flea Bottom, and 10,000 Ships. More to come as news breaks on that. And this has been In the News, back to the draft. All right, get ready, go. Starting us out for the 2002 movie draft, we have Gray, followed by myself, then Ken, and then rounding it out with Gavin, and then in reverse order, and so on. Kick it off, Gray. Sounds good. So my first choice is for, for the 2002 draft, which I'm very excited about is drama science mm. directed by M. Night Shyamalan mm. throwing a curveball at us right off the bat really? right off the bat that was my well, I, said, I said to myself if I get first choice science it's probably my favorite movie that came out that year yeah it's a good I just pick. expected it somewhere else um, as well. I just that's another movie I have very fond memories of seeing on the mm-hmm. the part where he um, where they're Debating the door because the alien's about to come in, and you see its fingers go up the door. Mm. I remember that image; it burned, burned my brain. Oh, yeah. I remember that more than some. Surprisingly, I remember that more than the jump scare, like the really famous jump scare with, well, you know, the walking phoenix reaction. You know? mm-hmm. mm. For some reason, the fingers got me more than the fingers. Anything, man. Yeah, but it's a beautiful movie. So funny, so meaningful, and. I, I just I if I even made a movie 
or I was involved in a movie that was even a tenth as good as that, I would feel freaking fulfilled. Yeah, oh, for sure. Nice. That's by far my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, shout out to Unbreakable too, which is so great. That was on my list in 2000. Mm. Yes. Mm, it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, signs, good. signs, though, is on my I wish I'd made it list. Like, I wish I yeah. had made that film. I, it speaks to me on so many levels. And I know that Shyamalan has kind of a, you know, an air around him in terms of what he makes and how he chooses to make it. But Signs is incredible. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I love it. It's hard to believe that Joaquin Phoenix was in that for some reason. But he has to work with M. Night again, man. Like, what, what are we doing? Okay. Yeah. Play Napoleon, which he's going to be great in, of course. But play him mm-hmm. and then work with him again because that's what's got to happen. Yeah. It's got to happen. Make it happen, Joaquin. Alrighty. For my pick for the f- first pick of the draft, I feel like this one's going to get gobbled up quickly so i'm gonna go ahead and dive in for comedy my big fat greek lady ah, cool taking it. cool i watched this about two weeks ago man it just like it's got so much character and like warmth there and the humor is great mm-hmm. it's those families like you imagine a loud family <laughs> and <laughs> you kind of have that in your mind and it's like it's that yeah and I just love the the bigness of the characters, the loudness, and just really kind of hit a chord. And I don't know, really enjoyed it. Glad I watched it before we did this. It felt familial. Like, it felt like an entire family made that movie. It, I think. It did. Yeah, yeah, it just, it feels like, oh, you know, we'll get aunt so-and-so and uncle so-and-so, and we'll just get everybody, we'll get the whole gang together and go shoot shoot a movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone is just fits perfectly into that little script. It's really good. Yeah. The script was nominated for an Oscar that year, mm-hmm. which was amazing. It was one of those movies that didn't make much money on its opening weekend, but as the weeks went on, people started talking about it and it became a huge hit. And then yeah. uh, it was nominated for an Oscar. So It actually was in the top 10 box office that year, I believe. Yeah. It's amazing. True, true underdog story. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sweet. Ken. All right. So to kick off this week's draft, I am going to go ahead and take this one right off the board from y'all. It's going to be for me in the blockbuster category, Minority Report. What's a good one? Minority Dang, Report. This I knew it, this film. You're getting predictable, Ken. I'm getting AI predictable now. AI and now Minority Report. Come on, man. Love Spielberg. Spielberg, come on. Spielberg's a goat. He's back at it. You're a man with taste. Yes. (laughs) So this film, I I saw this just recently, and I was like, of course, I'm a sci-fi fan, so I enjoy like the entire aspect of like the entire plot of this film. It just kept me like at the edge of my seat the entire time, and I, I just loved every minute of it. Was this an original concept? No, it was a concept by Philip K. Dick, who was the brainchild behind uh, Blade Runner mm-hmm. and uh, Total Recall. Like in terms of movie-wise, so he was the yeah the short story. He made a short story that turned into a minor movie. Okay, 
But there wasn't any other movies like this yet. What do you mean? Like where the you stop crime by predicting what's going to happen and like being able to prevent it that way. There was it wasn't this good probably. I don't know. Uh, truly, a, it's original in the sense of like, wow, I haven't seen this before. So yeah. it felt like new. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And groundbreaking in that way. And uh, it's still relevant. I mean, I, we haven't really gotten to the point where eye tracking is literally like in like you know full on in our society in terms of like you know methods in like shopping malls mm-hmm. but i mean mm-hmm. right now there's a camera looking at me through the computer that's probably you know hearing what i'm saying right now and i'll probably get you know notifications about hello fbi thank you for joining us tonight for yeah. vibes there's just there's something something predictive about this movie in a lot of ways it's really really something yeah, solid pick. Good choice. Okay. Gavin. All right, with my first pick, I'm going drama, Catch Me If You Can. Nice. <laughs> this movie is so fun. It is fun. It's got all the twists and turns. It's got beautiful acting. Tom Hanks, Leo. Also Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Have you guys all seen it? Yep. Yeah, we've seen it. Also Spielberg, man. It's yep. just, it's so entertaining. It's not really like a thriller in the traditional like kind of dark and twist and turn sense, but you know it keeps you on the edge of your seat with you know the the tracking and trying to find this guy and mm-hmm. I think it's just a wicked cool little film. Oh yeah, so that's my first pick. Even in a, I saw a junior production of it, a friend of mine played a role in a production of Catch Me If You Can. Even then, I was just captivated by the story. Like it's you know it's an amateur production, but. Mm. Yeah, they put a lot of start, whole heart and soul into it, but you know it is what it is. Even then, I was like, "This is a good story. This is fun. I like it." Beautiful. Right on. My second pick. It's not top of the list, but it did it did gross over a hundred million dollars. So for my blockbuster, I'm going with Born Identity. Ah, gosh, dang it! <laughs> Trey is over here having a tough time. <laughs> I'm going to drive to your house right now. <laughs> My name is Born Identity. There's a lot of good movies here up at the top, a lot of big ones, but I knew that those are two films that are just really right up my alley. And mm-hmm. uh, Matt Damon as Jason Bourne is iconic. He's mm-hmm. just truly iconic. And I think the first one gets kind of overlooked. The second one is uh, a tremendous sequel. The third one is wild and thoroughly entertaining, very action-heavy. Mm-hmm. But that first one's got that slow burn of kind of those early 2000s spy drama type things. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's just written so well and an iconic character. So that's my second pick. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Doug Lyman, the director, recently kind of lamented the fact that Casino Royale basically stole his style. They established a, a born identity, mm-hmm. which you could argue was probably more Paul Greengrass than him. But still, he... he paved the way for the new brand of Bond. And he was, kind of, he was kind of like, you guys didn't give me any, you know. He was being jokey about it, I think, but it makes, it makes a point. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing he did. Yeah, I think those movies, especially the original trilogy with the Bourne movies, just a whole new type of spy movie kind of adventure that we get to go on because... Up to that point, it wasn't quite that gritty, mm-hmm. or you know, yeah, 
as messy. Just just the year before, which we didn't talk about for a reason, in 2001, which was Die Another Day, that come out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then this comes out, and it's just, like, total whiplash, but, like, in the best way. And audiences, you know, gravitate towards it. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's, I don't, yeah. maybe there's something to, to precede this, but I can't, I can't help but think that, like, the success of the Batman, the Nolan Batman movies attributes a lot of its success, at least getting it to where it was from the born identity. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of paved the way because people saw it, liked it, and they're like, oh, well, we should, you know, do that too for Batman. So, sure. So you're saying it was a good pick? Yes. <laughs> nice. I'm still mad. <laughs> Trey's still fuming. Anyways, while I get over myself, Ken? <laughs> while Trey steams, I will tell you my next pick in the drama category. This, I saw this, it was a real tearjerker and just, it's the pianist. Gosh wow. dang t- it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. You, you went for it. destroying me this year. I did it. I've done it. Yes, this film, when I saw it, it was such... Roman Polanski did such a fantastic job with this film. And just Adrian Brody's performance was just outstanding. Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Absolutely, I don't know. It's got so much going on with it, and I just... Whenever I saw it for the first time, I was blown away by it. Absolutely. I watched the first time recently. I had, you know, it's it's not really an easy movie to watch because mm-hmm. I, I just knew that going in, and I also knew Polanski, who again is uh, a POS, but but he has the story that he has a very strong connection to, which is he was a part of that ghetto, you know, for real. That's why he was uh, when he was wow. offered Schindler's List, he turned it down because he's like this is too much. Mm, I didn't know that. But I like the compare. I like the comparison between the two movies. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List is very you know dramatic and extreme, very big and powerful Mm -hmm. this is very quiet and methodical Mm -hmm. and you really have to like sink into it and i think that that Mm -hmm. might be a more effective approach in my opinion when you tackle subject like that so yeah yeah i like that it kind of takes a different lens on a story that maybe you could imply happened to people and actually Mm kind of brings light to it and the guy had passed away like right around the release date like it was very fresh like Mm -hmm. he was alive it's insane like that something like that was so close to our yeah so close to us at that time it's a recent history Mm -hmm. good pick all right for me all my movies are gone (laughs) so i don't know what to do now (laughs) i i'm looking forward to this tree i'm just gonna the Dark Knight. Go in guns blazing <laughs> here. Probably start some controversy, but blockbuster going Spider Man. No! Oh, nice. Graham, I'm so surprised <laughs> I didn't take that. I had to go with signs, but ooh. Oh, man, robbed him. You, you've killed me, man. You've killed me. I shot him dead. Stake you, through the hurts. heart. You've hurt. Mm. But it was a good so choice. I think. It's a good choice. Uh, this is very specific to our generation, I would have to imagine, because yes, for sure. this was like superhero movies starting. Like, that's Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And 
you get this whole new thing you've never seen before, and you got Tobey Maguire playing arguably one of the best Spider-Men that we've had. And uh, I don't know, man. I just revisit it frequently and mm-hmm. find that it holds up well to time, given yeah. all that's happened since then with like Marvel and DC and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so, so at, mm-hmm. at this point, it's a pretty old movie in terms of blockbuster, but you look at the visual effects and they're pretty, pretty great. The last shot yeah. is beautiful when he's flying away that that still looks perfect to me yeah this is graham's childhood mm-hmm. you just mm-hmm. stole from him a little bit a little bit <laughs> way to go Trey. Yeah, i feel kind of way bad to go now. are you proud of yourself just wait till 2004 man just wait yeah graham's <laughs> already got dibs on on spider-man too sorry guys <laughs> oh boy hey we'll see what happens with the selections <laughs> good pick very good. if you lose both spider-man that would Mm. Too much power is infinity still <laughs> to that yeah. point. Speaking of Graham, what do you got? So, Two Towers. Mm. Blockbuster. Beautiful. Mm. Yep. This is my favorite of the three. Graham's got think, some good picks. Uh, Gavin, I think it might be yours as well. It is easily yeah. my favorite of the three. I'm not, I'm not doing that to Jack. I, I'm just really asking because I think we both have a strong <laughs> connection to this one. It's like, was this one um, your favorite that I picked? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Then come on, I didn't mean it to break the other. <laughs> it was sitting right uh, there for me. I could have taken it, but no, I'm um, happy for you. But this, uh, dude, mind blown. Mind blown. When I saw that, I, I remember everything. I remember everything about watching that. Uh, the opening with Gandalf, mm-hmm. and then right after that, it's Gollum. Like, I remember experiencing Gollum, and I hadn't seen a trailer, so I didn't know Gandalf was coming back. Like, what the heck? Mm. mind-blowing you know so yeah that's all i have to say man. it's also, like the total opposite best battle scene. Of, yeah it's the best battle scene it's like the total opposite effect of how i felt watching um infinity war when everyone <laughs> spoiler alert when everyone dies and i was just like <laughs> right but <laughs> you're making another one and you've got another black panther coming so like they're not dead dead and so I'm just kind of sitting there feeling yeah. robbed and all these kids around me are just bawling their eyes out. And I'm like, you know, that's a cool, that's a cool mm-hmm. thing. But like for me, <laughs> you know, I already knew that it was fixed. But back then you didn't really have that information aside from the books, which I realized, you know, mm-hmm. they are very popular books, but not everyone's read those. So, Right. There's some tough, some thick, thick books. Lots of words. That's beyond my ability to read. Lots of words. I resorted to the movies. Imagine (laughs) imagine adapting that though. Like you have the 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 creme de la creme of fantasy, pretty much, and you get to make it. Seems impossible. Having to smash it down into movies. Bravo. But they did it. Still, still not really recovered from how awesome those movies are. (laughs) To be honest. I'm just paralyzed. Good pick. Thank you. What's next? So I'm going to learn from my mistakes. <laughs> going animated. From the last from the last two, actually. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Animation Family. Mm. I'm going to pick Spirited Away. Mm, he's done it. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you killed Trey. <laughs> Trey, he's I mean, look, away. if you had picked two, I would feel the same way. This movie is amazing. It is amazing. I every minute, every frame is 
you ha- you should watch. It's on if you have HBO Max, it's on there. If you buy it, buy it, watch it. You'll every penny is worth it. I swear to you. Yes. So I've never seen a movie show up in so many lists before as Spirited Away. And it's like yes. every it's single everywhere. one. It's like I, I, it's, it's like Shawshank Redemption. You see Shawshank Redemption's on the top, you know, so high on the IMDb list. And and then when, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I mean, this is a great movie. And I you know, felt the same way with this. It's like, I mean, I just want, I don't like to get, you know, hyped, but I'm just watching it. I'm like, this is just beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Just really, I mean, I, to be as talented list. as Hayao Miyazaki, I just... Yeah, I'm pretty jealous of his list. Yeah, dude, like, I'm already picking you to win. I don't know. It kind of hurts my brain thinking about how talented he is. Mm-hmm. So that's my great. Nice. I don't know if I can recover, guys. I'm sorry, Trey. I'm in a dark you place. You took right Spider Man. <laughs> Trey had a heart attack. I took You took my childhood. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're, you're, you're good. I took your childhood. You took my life. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. There, there's some hope here. So, I'm also going to jump into animated and going to find one that hits my heart. And that is Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Mm, he's done it. This movie. Man. I've never seen that. Uh-huh. Damn. Yeah, this movie, I spent many a times watching and crying. Just mm-hmm. a beautiful portrait of, like, the Western landscape. And, like, who would have thought you wanted to watch animated horses? But apparently yeah. it's amazing. And so mm-hmm. my pick for animated is spirit is dreamworks did they do that because it wasn't sure. disney I would, uh, i'm not sure i've never seen it see. but uh you picking it makes me want to watch it so thank you yeah it also has a beautiful soundtrack this was by dreamworks yes correct mundo oh <gasps> composer hans zimmer mm-hmm. hans zimmer wow one of his earlier wow. things his uh those tracks uh if you go on Spotify and you choose like Hans Zimmer, his that shows that little red, beautiful, black and red, and I think a little yellow, you know, album cover mm-hmm. is on there, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, good for him. Nice. He made it to be <laughs> one of millions. Right. He's done. No, good, good pick, Trey. Good pick. That one was on my list. It was like one of the runner-ups for my animated pick. So I, I remember that vividly and fondly from my childhood. Speaking of your childhood and fond memories, what's next? You know, now that you ask and you mention it, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> since we're on the topic, I'm kidding. No, this one is going to be a film I saw just recently in the last few years, and that is Equilibrium. Mm. Yeah, it's good Equilibrium. My, like, I watched this because. I was running through the list of Christian Bale movies and I saw this one and I was like, sci-fi, you know, Christian Bale. Okay. And I watched it and the premise, like a lot of people would, I, I'm not going to say it would come up often the premise, but it's still like, you know, the way it was performed here, I thought it was dope. (laughs) So I thought, Christian Bale's performance, of course, was great, but it the premise just the way they went about it was fantastic. You're really shortening the sci-fi scale, man. Yeah, that's right. what I was Good thinking. Job. Good job. 
That's right. <laughs> Even I'm going. <laughs> Alrighty, Gavin, hit us. Yes. All right. Not sure about two picks in a row here. That's rough with the categories I have left. I'm going to go about a boy for comedy, though. Mm, sad pick. I've seen this movie several times, and it is tugs at the heartstrings. It's very funny. Hugh Grant is pro- if I could speak like any one person, it would probably be Hugh Grant because pretty much everything <laughs> he says makes me laugh. He had a really strong run, late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. with just a bunch of comedies. Young Nick Holt, who ended up being a really fine actor. And Tony Collette plays her, like, the same thing she does in everything. She's just completely depressed. <laughs> it's just such a funny, quirky, endearing little movie. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that one. I'm going to throw this out there. I did not know that the boy was Nicholas Holt. Crazy, right? That's crazy. He's done some really great stuff since then. Yeah, he's... Jack the Giant Slayer. Oh, man. Yeah, he's phenomenal, though. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah. All right, this is tricky. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Wild Card. And I'm going to go 8 Mile. Wow. Good choice. I I love 8 Mile. It's got easily one of the best songs ever written for a single film. The rap battle at the end is just iconic. I remember, this is how young I was when this came out. We were at Concord Mills, and the poster was at the movie theater. And I said, what is that? Because I thought the poster looked cool. My mom said, it's the Eminem movie. And I was like, well, like, where's the, where are all the M&Ms? Like, <laughs> I don't see any candy over here. Because I had no idea. I was like seven. I had not gotten into Eminem the way I did a few years later, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. Brittany Murphy, rest in peace. She is so gorgeous mm. and awesome in that movie. Yeah, no, I love I love that movie. I have a sad admission: I have not seen it. Mm. Real good, but on my list right now. Real good. Nice. Also, rest in peace, Curtis Hanson. He directed the movie. Dang. It's been a while, but yeah, same with Brittany Murphy. But yeah. Is the whole movie like the soundtrack from his music or is there other stuff? Like actual scores uh, or not? That I'm not confident about. I just know that Lose Yourself was written for it. So Gotcha. Juan Oscar. Yeah. I mean, it's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah. Do y'all Mom's remember spaghetti. at the Oscars a few years ago when he played it and Eminem's like totally washed up at this point <laughs> and, every, and everyone is just losing their mind? To lose yourself. I remember I was with you guys, Gavin, when we watched that, and it was like, what's happening? Yeah, it's like it takes you a second, and then you're like, oh, wait, I love this yeah. song. <laughs> you jump right back into it. <laughs> and he, the, the thing was, he never performed it at the Oscars. He was he bailed on it or something. He didn't think he was going to Of course he did. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to play it, finally. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great pick. Yes, good choice. Really good choice. All righty, Ken blow my mind again all right <clears throat> i'm gonna go with the comedy pick of scooby-doo oh, yes. oh 
you jerk. <laughs> now this film, it, I still see it every now and then. It, cinema, it, it, film, it, not <laughs> cinema, not film. Yes. <laughs> Use the right word. Fine, fine cinema. <laughs> it's a good movie, directed by Raj. Raj Gosnell. Mm-hmm. And I this one it always runs across my timeline every now and then and and there was <laughs> recently the shaggy resurgence the shaggy, the shaggy resurgence of memes and <laughs> uh <laughs> it it of course was drawn from these films and this film and i was like uh th- this film i think as a child it it satiated me talk about so. a summer movie yeah like, it's just a good time. And <laughs> yeah. all those actors were kind of in their prime, you know. Dude, they were so perfectly cast. It might be the most Prince perfectly Jr. cast movie ever. <laughs> True. And I'm not Matthew, even like trying to be, make a joke. Matthew Lillard. God, Shaggy, please. <sighs> Matthew Lillard. What a joy. I, the way we've talked about Keanu Reeves and uh, Gene Hackman, yes. I feel the same way. Me too. Yes. Like, I, every, t- every movie is in, I want to see it. I just mm-hmm. want to keep making Absolutely. a movie. I don't know what he's doing now, but hopefully he's thinking about making a movie. thought you were going to say, yeah, hopefully he's thinking I saw him it was uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, Twin Peaks The Return. Okay. He had a great role in that. Do you guys so know the thing about Scooby-Doo originally being like an R-rated movie? Oh. Yes, James Gunn's script was at least a PG-13. It was going to be like a like a, a play on Scooby-Doo. Like, a, like everyone would make fun of the fact that Shaggy was obviously a stone uh-huh. and he just wanted to make that text. Yeah. And they always made fun of how Daphne and Velma were lovers and he was going to make that text. Like he was going to make the, the fan version basically. Mm, the fandom. Of Scooby-Doo, which it's a fun idea, but I'm kind of glad they didn't do that because it's like, this is the first time we're going to see them in my right. action. Maybe it, should, it should just be the characters. Yeah. Later, like years from now, we can I'll do that movie. The, but for now, like, it was good. That I want to see that movie. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. but Yeah. Cool. Great pick. What do I have left? Nothing. It was all stolen. <laughs> I have nothing left except Spider-Man. That's all I have. <laughs> so I'm going to jump over into my wild card. Mm. And I'm going to pick the Scorpion King. The Scorpion King. Because okay. oh I gosh. absolutely hated seeing this actual Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns because it was awful. Like, the worst CG ever. I think it was Mummy Returns. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And they redeemed themselves by making the origin film, and that is the Scorpion King, and loved it. I mean, it's the rock, how you want to see him, like, doing his thing glistening in sweat just killing everyone <laughs> in his path yes it's got a great like adventure vibe to it and i love those types of movies mm-hmm. yeah the scorpion king's fun i i enjoy that one honestly it might be my favorite film the rock has ever started just because it's pure this is pure him and it kind of messes with the moment returns he's a bad guy he's just total like that guy he's you know not this so it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a whatever yeah. it's fun i like it pure back when he was still the rock, rock content look anything that has anything to do with the mummy movies yeah I mean, i'm there i'll watch 
Yeah. I won't love it because obviously the third one was not good, but <laughs> but you got you got me like you said the desert and it's the mummy. As I'll long watch. as Tom Cruise it. isn't making another one. As long as Tom Cruise isn't there. Sweet. Circling back to Gray. What's next? Wow. So many, so, so much, I feel like John C. Riley, so many words <laughs> like this. I'm going to use my comedy. And again, just like last time, I have two movies that are perfect. And it's comedy and horror. Like, I, I have to choose one. So, hmm. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with The Ring. Okay. Ah. Solid. The ring. The uh, you're gonna you're gonna be freaked out when you find out what the other movie was, but <laughs> but the ring, really good remake. I've seen the original, the original Japanese movie. Uh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think this is better. With one significant, the Japanese movie has one significant step up, which is the iconic scene at the end. Mm. Is be- done much better in the original. I think the uh, the re- American remake's very in your face, which I think kind of hurts the scene a little. But overall, that movie's much better. I think it's beautiful. Gorbavitsky. Mm-hmm. Why does he not make more movies? Like I hate that the last movie he made was like just it wasn't that long ago. It was like four years ago. But it was like make more movies. I need it. Yeah. Like, his movies are so cinematic. They're so cinematic. I love his style. He was gonna make a Bioshock movie. God, why didn't we get that? Oh. Anyway, that's my choice. The ring. Salad. Yeah. Funny. Uh, Naomi Watts in this one, and Naomi Watts in the last one too. She's in both. I remember both the lists. ring coming out. I guess I was probably in middle school, junior high, whatever it was, and it's like you go to the theater just like with your buddies to be scared or like yeah, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was one of the ones we specifically went and saw, and it really did a number on me. I was. Definitely shook by it. So, you had buddies. <laughs> I had two <laughs> buddies. That's it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I saw the second one first. Weirdly enough, the second one they did I watched before the original. And uh, rings. That no, it was called <laughs> the ring two, which is worse or better. I don't know. Which is not a very good movie. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> That's, uh, I have memories, good memories for that as well. I just love getting freaked out, and The Ring is a very freaky movie. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just the imagery is so freaky. Who's next? Gray has another pick. I'll go with science fiction fantasy. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Prepare for this. I'm going to choose Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Nice. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. This is probably the least liked movie of the franchise agreed but it's still harry potter like people love it so um and i i'm left with very little i there's another one i could probably <laughs> maybe i even like that one better mm-hmm. but i chose this one instead gilderoy lockhart is an icon gilderoy lockhart is awesome mm-hmm. and is there a better paced movie that's almost three <laughs> hours but there is <laughs> but, but like for a kid to watch mm-hmm. i was a kid i remember seeing this in theaters Never once did I think, oh, it's boring. I was there for two hours and 40 minutes, however freaking long it is. I never complained. Yeah. Didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. I've been That's reading a- these <laughs> I've been reading these books to Becca and we've been watching the movies after we finished the book. And so we fired up the second one and I was like, I don't even know if Becca can get through this because it's like three hours. 
but you watch it and it's just i mean kind of mm-hmm. seamless it's pretty cool how long it is but it just kind of yeah. flies by it's magic it's magic, magic. You know. <laughs> yes i i, yeah, I have a, i have good memories with that and nice. i got to choose it my list is very low right now <laughs> Kevin's over here. yeah same and i'm next uh, I don't, uh, I don't know, guys. I'm bummed because <laughs> I have like four movies that I can't even use because of the category, and they're like the best movies on my list right now. The only movie list in one of my lists is one I haven't seen, and I'm not going to break my rule, so. <laughs> I just didn't, I didn't plan well. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go drama. I'm just going to do it. We were soldiers. Nice. Go on. I've never seen it, but it's odd. I, <laughs> I remember that being the first DVD that my family owned. It's a very DVD, dad's DVD kind of movie. Yeah. I was our first DVD player. Okay, I nice. get the whole sound system set up. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what an experience. I remember thinking that movie felt very realistic. And, you know, he had Saving Private Ryan, things like that, of course. But I guess for Vietnam, that was... Maybe the first one mm-hmm. that at least I had seen that just really didn't cut any corners with trying to miss anything or shy away from it. I mean, it was brutal. And mm-hmm. like the scenes with the phosphorus being dropped and stuff, just like mm, mm. very emotional, heavy hitting. And of course, Mel Gibson, you know, stepping off of that <laughs> Huey. <laughs> Iconic. Is it a story that like uh, has like a dual perspective where you kind of see both sides of it of the war? Is that, I've never seen it, but I've heard that that's uh, part of it. It's mildly. There's one little storyline where you see the like someone gets a picture from one of the Vietnamese soldiers that's killed, and I think returns that to. The wife or something, maybe. I thought about watching it, but I didn't. I didn't get it. So. Yeah, it's very American centric, though. Also, Randall Wallace for the most part. Shout out to your mm. poor Harbor choice. So yeah, we were soldiers. We were soldiers. All right. I believe it is my turn, and I still have the animated category. Oh boy! <laughs> I don't, I'm probably about to do it to you, Gavin, and I do apologize if I end up doing it. But I gotta go with my boy Ray Romano voicing Manfred <laughs> in Ice Age. <laughs> I gotta go with it. Like that's another childhood classic that just will not ever leave me, and I will never leave it. So. Ice Age for my emanated am- pick. It's <laughs> beautiful. Those are, uh, it's a fine choice. Yeah, I, I, I also, you know, watch that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I never really, I never had a strong, I never had an emotional reaction yeah. until recently we, we had uh, uh, our sister, Jack, our nephew, mm-hmm. and then I was like taking care of him a little bit and then I watched Ice Age and I started yeah. crying. 
because of the baby, <laughs> the ugly freaking oh baby. That made me cry. God, yeah, I, that film it tearjerker. Like when you didn't think yeah, about it when you were a kid, me. probably, but now it's like oh no. But now I'm like oh god. The mom, I, I remember the mom like disappearing. I was like oh that's that's that's, that's sad, unfortunate. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> nice. You just disappeared. Uh, yes. All right, that leaves me. Yeah. I believe so. The man. Yeah. All right. For I'm leaning. I'm leaning heavily on the adventure portion of this, but I'm going with Monte Cristo, the ah, Count of Monte Cristo, nice, which was released <laughs> right at the beginning of 2002. Mm-hmm. I double checked, and uh, <laughs> to me, this is pure story. This is yes. like, like classic storytelling, classic characters. You know, man on the ropes. Fighting back, claiming his title, mm-hmm. you know, just over overcoming, and I think it's 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 a great watch as a as a film because of the character and because of what he overcomes, and it's just gripping and kind of kind of epic. It's just mm-hmm. a really cool, classic little tale, and it's a really well done movie. I still have to watch the film. There have been many adaptation or not more adaptations of the book, but. When you take on a book like The Count of Monte Cristo, like there's some form of epicness that's going to be along with it, you know? And I think that's such a solid choice for a film. I love that. Yeah. I have one more pick, and it needs to be in the animated family category. This is a very, very personal pick. I don't know that anyone other than Graham has seen this movie, but The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Ah, the rookie. Oh, I love that movie. I was a baseball fiend as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching that movie dozens of times. I literally would play, like I would pretend I was a pitcher and throw in a little Nerf ball at the wall watching mm-hmm. the movie pretending I was like pretending I was him. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool it's a cool story as well. I mean, it's a classic little Disney film. Dennis Quaid's so charming in it. And yeah, so I really like that movie. There are a lot of other movies I wish I could pick right here, but it's got to stick to the category. So I'm going with The Rookie. Nice. Jimmy's in the movie so long. Excellent choice. Yeah, it's true. Baseball. Baseball's great. Baseball is great. Makes for a great film. It is. Probably more good baseball films than there are any other sport. Question mark? Maybe? Boxing would be close. Boxing. Ugh, boxing. Yeah. Wrestling. (laughs) Baseball is up there, for sure. Nice. All right. So I... Back up to bat, and this time with my last pick with the wild card. This film is another one of those Disney films that I just happened to find myself watching every single time it came on the screen when I was younger, and that is Big Fat Liar. Mm. Yes. And that was in the Frankie Muniz craze, and so I there's some iconic moments in there. Definitely a bumping soundtrack. So, uh, and also Amanda Bynes back in that era. So, calls back some memories. Yeah. Yeah, very, very 2000, early 2000. Yes, very. Mm-hmm. That director is now, he's like the producer of Stranger Things. He's doing a free guy with Ryan Reynolds. Like he's, mm. wow. uh, he started off doing these, you know, kids movies. Also mm-hmm. in that museum. I remember Big Fat Liar sticking with me because they filmed on the Universal Studios backlot. Mm-hmm. 
and when you go there, the one in Hollywood, and do the tour, you get to like see those same locations. Uh, so it was like really cool. Like, yeah, it was like shoot, a warehouse like, um, where they I were was filming. Like, well, in the oh, that's that was a childhood dream to have a warehouse mm-hmm. like that. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. can we shout out to Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti, my yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. Man, you've never seen someone so sad. Truly, <laughs> truly awesome. Actor. The Even. audience may know him as the Rhino in Amazing the Rhino, Spider-Man 2. Of course, of course. Even then, he's mm-hmm. eating it up and having a great time, and you just love watching. You're <laughs> just so proud of him for getting paid for that role. You are. I, I am. <laughs> oh, go, go, Paul. Go, Paul. Shout outs. Alrighty. So I am at the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm just scraping <laughs> for scraping. whatever I can find. <laughs> and this little gem came back to memory that kind of like Ken's pick Big Fat Liar uh, just something I remember from my childhood that I don't know was interesting felt cool hip whatever it was and uh, that's Clock Stoppers <laughs> wow Clock Stoppers yeah so Throwback. you know one minute or one second synopsis a guy has a watch that he can stop time and move about freely and the idea of that just seems really cool. and Yeah. I don't know if it aged well. I haven't seen it in a while, but clock Didn't sucks. Jonathan Frakes direct that? Mm. I believe, I believe Christopher Frakes, Nolan yeah. direct, uh, wrote, wrote it, right? Yeah. That no. sounds like something he'd write. <laughs> no. <laughs> the original uh, time <laughs> He does maybe. like time, yes. But yeah, Jonathan Frakes, he, uh, he's in Star Trek. Okay. Mm. Specifically TNG. Shout out to the Star Trek fans. Riker. Trekkies. Riker. Ah, nice. So, yes, well, very interesting. Do we have any trick. more wild cards on the table? Mine. All right. What is the wild card of this? Oh, this is going to be. Mm. You know? Do it. I'm going, I'm on a roll here. Kind of picking, aside from the ring, which is kind of like a dark. Mm-hmm. Most of these are pretty fun and light, so I kind of want to stick with that. Ah, screw it. <laughs> I'm going with you, you two, Mama Tebian. I'm not going to choose some kid for a fun movie. Yeah. I'm going to stick to my guns. You two, Mama Tebian is directed by Alfonso Cuaron and it's a Mexican movie. It's super sexy, super intimate, super beautiful, super, super movie. I think it succeeds in areas that I think Roma tries mm-hmm. to capture some of that magic. And it, it's not as successful, in my opinion. I think, I think if you really want the the feels of youth and just a time and place, you should watch Chimamanda Tammy if you can handle the All sex right. stuff. There's a lot of sex stuff in that, but it's so so good. Like, I. So this mm. one's not from your childhood. No, it's not. And thankfully, it wasn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have appreciated it at all. But that's my choice. I almost went with another one. Maybe would have made my list more consistent, but. Yeah, you too, Mama Tambian. Hey, you gotta go with your gut. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. It might not be, but that's the movie. 2002, directed by Excellent. So, honorable mentions. What's everyone got? Honorable mentions? Um, <laughs> Before we run out, <laughs> send them all. I have nothing left. <laughs> I mean, I still have about like 10 other films on my honorable mentions. Because uh, I don't know why, but this year, I just saw a lot of films that were, like, 
in the back of my brain. One of them being like Mike. <laughs> uh, that was another big mm-hmm. one from my childhood. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's right. And then Spy Kids too. Island of yes. Lost Dreams. Yes. Yeah. Steve Buscemi. Yes. yes. Iconic. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's in Love it. it. Another, oh, yeah. He's the island guy. Holds up, oh, actually. sweet. I, think I watched it recently. I was like, this is charming. Good. It's super watchable. It was the, Which uh, one's a, the thumb people? Like, total yeah. drop off the third thumb one, thumb maybe. <laughs> so the second one is the one with all the little miniature animal hybrid yes. things. I think so. And yeah. then the third one is 3D with Elijah yes. Wood. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Where he gets killed. <laughs> yes. <soon> he <laughs> by the way, so by funny. the way, Spike, uh, Spike It's 2. Go. I cannot stress how awesome Robert Rodriguez is. He introduced a whole generation to Ray Harryhausen. Not like, you know, he didn't do it exactly like Ray Harryhausen. He did. He was the guy who created the Clash of the Titans. It's in the Argonauts effects mm-hmm. way, way back when. He's like the goat creature maker. And those are totally from Harryhausen, the way the creatures are designed. He introduced a whole generation to that. Like, that's amazing. Just amazing. That's very cool. That is cool. A couple of mine, again, I just didn't have categories. I think I could have fit a couple of these into <laughs> my eight mile pick, but adaptation, punch drunk love, yeah. and drumline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, drumline's arguably a better movie than eight mile, but Ra- Reign of Fire yeah. is just one that is so badass. Yeah. I thought I you were going to use that one, Gavin. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. I um, had. Uh... I don't want to steal everyone's, but I'll give. I'll give two more. A Walk to Remember is mm-hmm. a really good movie. It's it's a it's a very classic little story, um, mm-hmm. in an okay movie. And then the last one, I mean, Insomnia by very Nolan, good. Uh, very good went movie. undrafted, and it's very good. I think it's probably the least watched of his movies. Yeah, Al Pacino is is really strong in that film. I think the the original that it's remade from is a better film but it's it's classic nolan and yeah i when i came it came to comedy horror i almost chose punch drunk love i almost did mm-hmm. but i was Me like but the ring is like so like it's, it's pure it's just pure horror and i it's hard to say punch drunk love is a comedy like that's more of a wild card than, mm-hmm. than it is i've heard comedy. i've heard so many people tell me about punch drunk love and adam sandler in that film like adam sandler is awesome yeah like a lot of them were like that's one of his best roles ever yeah it really is it might be his oh okay howard is howard amazing, come but, on um, <laughs> yeah you can't stop that but I, I, barry love barry he's a very yeah. relatable character very yeah. sad but you, you feel it, at least I do. Yeah. A few of mine are, well, one of them just straight up me being a young boy at the age I was, Crossroads, <laughs> Britney Spears. Like, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't know what that was for a second. Then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> Another one that I actually watched quite frequently is 40 days and 40 nights mm. is I that just, the virginity movie yeah he is, well, I've seen that he's yeah. trying to like stay pure for that right. duration yeah I got you yeah, I've seen that yeah uh, Josh Hartnett again love that guy <laughs> and good boy good boy Josh Hartnett another one that is like a cult classic now Super Troopers oh yeah, yeah. of course I feel like that's more 2001 
But it was listed as 2002, so we'll go with it. Yeah. And any Attack of the Clones fans? Yes, that one went absolutely. Yeah, and mm, I absolutely. was going to mention that. But I almost chose it over Chamber Secrets. Honestly, I think I prefer Attack of the Clones in a small way because this you know, Star Wars fan. But it's more unique, yeah. But yeah. I have a few notable mentions. Sure. Watched these recently. Morven Collar. It's a movie directed by Lynn Ramsey, starring Samantha Morton, who was also in Minority Report. That's a really great film. I, I really enjoy it. Really interesting character study in that one. Like I said, what else could we do? There's this movie uh, called May that I watched, which is kind of a new take on Frankenstein. The movie is so unique. It's just a unique movie that I really enjoy watching. Those are my picks. Those are my honorable mentions. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. A lot of of films that year that I just found myself drawn to, one of them, and this was the most hotly debated film pick of the entire movie draft i would say up to this point spider-man that was a (laughs) that was a film that was brought up to my recollection because i started reading a book about hollywood and like how films are produced and how they're made and how it's changed over the years spider-man was one of them they did a a deep dive on and 2002 i remember vividly reading about the conception and how they got the rights to it so you know, it's a very, very good pick. Good yeah. job. <laughs> yes. Good job by you. You're gonna, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're going to get a lot of points for that, I think. Yes. I hope so. I just, I just should. Nice. I think it's interesting as we've gone through three years now with these drafts, like a lot of these movies, if we saw them, obviously, when we were younger, like it's just we like them because of what they meant to us, you know? Yeah. It, yeah, as I watch movies now, it's like everything is very objective. Like I'm looking at all these different things to them, but I like that kind of innocence that yeah. we have with these uh, older years. And I think some of that's going to kind of, at least for me, probably disappear. Taper off of as bit. we get into the 2010s. Mm-hmm. That's what I was getting at with Infinity War versus Two Towers. It's just a totally generational thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you watch Two Towers and you've not read the books and you're, you know, an adolescent. Gandalf coming back is wicked crazy. Yeah. But when you're, you know, in your 20s or 30s or, you know, whatever, read the comics or not, you know, like, these characters are coming back. But to a kid that doesn't necessarily keep up with that stuff, yeah, you know, what Marvel did is, is quite impressive. It's hard to keep a, you know, neutral point of view on mm-hmm. that front. Yeah, definitely. I want to... I want to say that I should be thanked for holding my hand from picking gold member. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why didn't you? I was so close to it. That was that was the one I was going to put in my comedy. Then I was like, you know what? I'll take a Scooby-Doo just for nostalgia points. But yeah, gold member, that was, that was one that I was so close to picking. Uh, I yeah. quote that still to this day so many times. Absolutely. So, summing up our picks from the year 2002, we have, for Grey, Signs, The Ring, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Spirited Away, Harry Potter 2, and E2, Mama Timbian. I mean, does he win now or later? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Strong I think we, picks. I think we, picks. All got, yeah. we all got a shot here, but my picks were... We Were Soldiers, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, Spider-Man, Spirit, 
clock stoppers, the Scorpion King. My man Ken has the pianist, mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, Minority Report, Ice Age, Equilibrium, and Big Fat Liar. That's right. And Gavin coming in strong with Catch Me If You Can, About a Boy, The Born Identity, The Rookie, The Count of Monte Cristo, Eight Mile. Those are our picks. We want to know what you guys think. Once you see these lists on social media and listen to the episode, please jump in and vote. Let us know. And obviously the winner gets huge respect, mad props, all the big things. Everything Mm -hmm. except an actual prize. That's right. Uh, Because, you know, small budget. (laughs) Sponsors, please. We hired all these other people to work for us. Now we don't have any money. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to another episode of Movie Drafts. And we've got, obviously, you can do the math, however many more years to go. We're excited to dive in, to bring more of them to you in Season 2 even, and beyond. And as always, we thank you for listening. And if you want to, and we really want you to, just follow us. Just do it. Come on. Instagram. Go with the program. Apple Podcasts. Give us a follow. Yeah. Follow us. And also, with these hotly debated picks, tell us what you think by emailing us at cinevibescast at gmail.com. You could, if you want, send your own picks to us. We'll keep that in consideration in future uh, endeavors. Also, follow us at the Cinevibes. Tell us who you think should win this week's movie draft. And as always, thank you so much for dropping by and listening. Thank you so much, Graham. Thank you so much, Gavin. Fantastic having you here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that will do it for this episode. And we are... Out. Oh.